What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. And on this week's episode, dude, we just talk about everything. Tennis, women's tennis, football, baseball, basketball, gymnastics, you name it, we talk about it. So just make sure you tune in on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Dude, it's been about two or three weeks. I know I've been on assignment. We had some technical, you know, technical difficulties last week, but we here. We got a lot of shit we need to talk about, and we about to get started. But first off, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Sean. We up in here in the Man League. He joined on and just was just telling me that he just loved the concept and everything that we got going on with the uh, with the podcast. So I just had to give my man a shout out. Sean, thank you. We appreciate you, bro. I hope you, you know, continue to enjoy and just dig what we're doing because, you know, we do this for y'all and we just have fun doing it. So with all that gets getting started, let's just jump right in. I don't even know where to begin. You know, it's just a bunch of crap that's going on. The NBA playoffs is here. Football is here. We got a little bit of gymnastics we could touch on. We got a little bit of a, we got this, we just got a bunch of shit that we could just go ahead and just get started with. So I don't even know where to begin. Where do we want to start? I'm just going to say, Earl, just tell me something. Al, tell me a topic. Let's just go. He's on mute, so. I am yeah. muted. <laughs> I'm always muted. Um, first things first, I want to say uh, I appreciate everybody coming. I mean, just um, showing love. Um, but we definitely have a lot to discuss. I got my Frosty here. Um, so I'm going to be sipping every now and then. Um, frosty here. <laughs> ah, see, there you go. <laughs> I do not have a frosty. I just have a bottle of water. Oh, you suck. <laughs> you only have your frosty too. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So I, I, I'm I'm completely at ease. I'm ready to get started. Like you said, we got a lot to talk about. Right, smooth. Exactly. So I'm just saying, uh, where do you want to begin? I mean. We got Kwame Brown. We got NBA. We got. <laughs> you know what? We're not gonna get into Kwame Brown because that's a that's a very long thing to get into. <laughs> so I say we'll save Kwame Brown for for another time. Okay. We okay. can get into the got darn Nets kicking some ass. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Right. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Al, what's good? Stand up. <laughs> yeah, nah, um, is Brooklyn in the house? <laughs> you know what's so crazy about that? I mean, of course, you know Brooklyn won the series four. I mean, four games to one against Boston, but that's not even the the, the topic of this whole Brooklyn series. Um, the the biggest issue is everything that's been going on with Boston, and all these things that started with eventually. <sighs> With 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 Danny Ainge, you know, leaving and Brad Stevens taking the let's 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 jump. All right, before we get to that, let me say this about the the series. Um, I didn't think that the series. I, I kind of figured it was going to be a gentleman sweep. I thought Boston was going to actually get another game um, because of Jason Tatum. The play was there for Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart. They was definitely giving it their all, and I respect the Boston Celtics for doing what they can with the people that they have. The injuries basically killed them. Um, I thought Jalen Brown would have been the difference maker in this series, um, but he, of course he got injured. Kimber Walker was injured as well. Um, but I think overall, 
Boston did what they needed to do. Brooklyn did what they needed to do. Um, they didn't take this game seriously. They did. They handled the series um, going forward, and I thought that they did what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to handle business, and they did exactly just that. Um, I'm not going to get too much into everything else. I thought Milwaukee did what they needed to do, um, even though somebody did say that they thought Miami was going to be up there and <laughs> um, advancing. Um, I think that Milwaukee did. Well, we can roll back the tape. Let's 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 because you said a couple of things. You thought Miami was going to give Milwaukee a run for their money. Um, you also said that the Golden State Warriors was going to make the playoffs. Um, oh, you did say that. You did say. <laughs> and then I went to Detroit, and then I was scouting the Pistons because they're on vacation, and then everything else has happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you might wind up with the first pick in the draft. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. No, but I think no, I had to put that red button. I'm sorry, but I think overall, I think that um, teams doing what they're supposed to be doing and handling business. Um, I know we could talk more about the rest of the other series that are going on, but as far as the Brooklyn and Boston series is concerned, I thought that basically they did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, I, I figured that Boston, Brooklyn was going to move on. And I'll keep reserve my comments as, as this continues on. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Brooklyn Nets took care of business. The big three did what they got. Uh, the big three looked like they were scoring all the points. <laughs> that is awesome. Which is what happens when you bring in, you know, a player of, you know, Harden's caliber. Sometimes you have to, you know, it's it's some, what is it, addition by subtraction. Mm -hmm. You brought him in, but you got rid of some of that bench. Let's just hope that they don't have any major injuries and they got to go to that bench because if they do, they're going to look down there and find out that cupboard is not as full as it was the last two years. Um, but they took care of business. Um, I agree with you, Jalen Brown, would have made the series a little bit better. I think the overall firepower by the Nets was definitely uh, would have still um, beat them, but it probably would have maybe gone six games. But credit to Jason Tatum, man. He needs some help. Marcus Smart, good. Jalen Brown, good, but he needs some consistent, reliable help um, for them to get over that hump. And talking about the Celtics, whew, well, you know, there was a guy that threw the bottle that almost hit, you know, Kyrie Irving. I'm glad he was taken out. Was he arrested or just taken off? He nope, arrested. he was arrested. He was arrested. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Good for him. Um, but for the Celtics or as an organization, I actually thought Brad Stevens was gonna was gonna get the boot after this season. I was shocked when I heard that Danny Ainge was stepping down, but there was some talk about that he was thinking about stepping down for a couple of months. Me as the Boston organization, I would have cleaned house and got rid of Ainge and Brad Stevens and just tried to bring in some fresh new faces. How the heck does Brad Stevens, you know, get a promotion and go upstairs? But he ain't done nothing with the Celtics. I mean, the one run that he had. When he when there was minus Kyrie, when he took um, LeBron James and his team with six, so six games in the Eastern Conference Finals, my opinion should have won that, but that's an entirely different story. But um, they got a young squad. He just couldn't do anything with them. Always thought he wasn't that right coach to get him over the hump. Kind of like how Steve Kerr came in um, to take the Golden State Warriors over the hump. Um, I thought I think you need somebody of that caliber. Maybe it might be Coach K, but he's going to coach until after the end of the season. So I don't know, but you know.
no, hats off to Danny Ainge. He at least got them um, one chip with Doc Rivers as the coach. Um, I think he messed up the flow of the team when he brought in Kyrie Irving. That was a bad investment, and they never fully recovered after that. Um, even though you, you know, he went to Brooklyn and you got some stuff back, but it was just the chemistry just was was was, was bad after that, and uh, but I, somebody but, had to take the fall, and it was it, it was him. But I wouldn't say that. I only say that because uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, you know, last season was a wash, but this season, you know, he got hurt, and you know, injuries happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that next year will be any different, but next year is not going to be any different because you still got the big three in Brooklyn. And I don't think the team that's a Brooklyn right now is going to change. Maybe some of the role players might change, but the core, Joe Harris, um, what's my man that got hurt in? Uh, uh, Jeff Green? No. He got hurt way, way back in the beginning. He tore his ACL. And he's oh, Spencer. Then we yes. he's yeah, that's right. Still missing yeah. Spence, yeah. And he's only gonna come back. <clears throat> Brooklyn's only gonna get better next year. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, wow. To be honest with you, I would not be surprised if, when Spencer Dinwiddie comes back. I would not be surprised if he because I don't know if he's a free agent or not. I think he's a player option, and if that's the case, I would not be surprised if Spencer doesn't stay in Brooklyn. But I don't see why they wouldn't keep him. No, I'm saying I think that Spencer Dinwiddie will prov- has an opportunity. If they win a chip this year, I could see Spencer Dinwiddie leaving to go someplace else to get to to get more playing time. Um, Kyrie is not going nowhere, and right. Spencer Dinwiddie is a quality starter, if anything, and he could definitely start somewhere where their services will utilize him. I mean, to be honest, I could think of a couple of teams. Number one, I could think of the Knicks. Um, just throwing that out there. I see Knicks fans going to be all, oh, oh, that's a good idea. No, but my point is, is that they, you're absolutely right. I just don't see, they're going to get better. I just, I'm very curious to see if that's up to Spencer, if he wants to stay or if he wants to leave. Because we haven't heard a peep from him since the injuries. But yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that if he wanted to take an opportunity to not push himself this upcoming year, come off the bench, do what he needs to do, get another chip, and then get paid the following year, then that's a good move for him. Joe Harris ain't going nowhere. True. Um, the key players ain't going anywhere. You, you, you know, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, they might all change, but the, the core nine is going to be there. So, obviously, the Nets go ahead and do what they need to do this year and then turn around and be fully healthy in whatever next year. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't hate, but, you know, going back to Boston, I'm not saying that Kyrie stepping on the logo was, was an issue, but Based on reports and what, you know, with Danny Ainge and everything that he wanted to do, get a gang gang to go over there to Brooklyn and say, let's let's go ahead and uh, mash some heads. I'm with that, you know, because there's no loyalty in sports no more. <laughs> there's none. And Ainge and that, you know, the last group in the, probably the late 80s and the early 90s where 
players would stick with the team because they thought that if we can bring players to us, that would be the case. Not so much players, but the GMs would work and do what they need to do to make sure that they got the players around them to make them great. That doesn't happen anymore. It's all about I'm the star. What other two stars can I get, you know, to come come with me to come to this place? And I got mad respect for Danny Age just for coming down to the locker room and just saying, like, this is what the hell we want to do. And the players just like, whatever, dude. I, you know, whatever. And I was just like, yo, all right, Danny, I get it. You are you're a Celtic for life. Yeah, and 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 <laughs> I I get what you're saying. Um, because he's he is a Celtic for life. Problem is, is that today's generation doesn't see it like that. And I know, I know, and that's what and that's what I'm saying as far as where we grew up, where my man Sean and all my players from the Man League and us and those who listen to us, where we grew up, and we're all about the physicality of the Knicks in Miami. Uh, uh, heyday and all this other crap, you know, Boston being who Boston was, Lakers being who Lakers was with Magic and Worthy and all them. That style of basketball is gone. And we just have to accept that this nonchalant of, okay, we're going to be mad at each other for the, for the 12, 24, 36, 48 minutes that we're playing together. But that 49th minute, we're going to come, to, come together, hug, and then we're going to go out and get drinks after the game. <laughs> That's just what it is right now. And it just wasn't like that back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so like, like it says, different breed, you know, different time. And, you know, Ainge, yeah, Ainge used to, you know, mix it up pretty good. I mean, he was playing with the Boston Celtics. Let's not get it twisted. I'm surprised he came right down to the locker room and put that out there for the players to want to, you know, you know, squat up <laughs> and go to the other locker room and start throwing bows. But, um, but yeah, like I said, it's just, it's just different. Um but I think overall, I think he was probably just trying to fire up these guys because some of these guys in, in that series take away Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. Some guys are playing extra passive like the Lakers are playing extremely passive last night. I don't think it's about but, being passive. But, you, but here's the thing. Danny Ainge also has to understand. Like You're talking to a group of young... These are not veterans that you brought in. So... These are the people that you brought into the team, the people that you brought to the Boston Celtics, the people that you put on the roster. Not Brad Stevens, not anybody else. This was on you. And you was expecting something to happen, but this is a young Boston Celtics team. Like, there were no, without the, with the exception of maybe Tristan Thompson, um, maybe Kimber Walker, if you could add him in. Like, the, the, I mean, the, the actual players that were active. Like, outside of Tristan and Thompson, you had all these young guys that were playing in the playoff series. Just came from a loss. They're not thinking about Kyrie stepping on Lucky or anything like that. They just came from losing the playoff series. And then you get upset because they're not trying to follow your lead after a loss. And I mean, they're eliminated from the playoffs. It's almost like you wanted to take that precedent over the fact that you did. Did you even say, hey, nice try, team? You know, um, appreciate what you did. Had a great season, blah, 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 blah. No, you was in your mindset of, yo, Kyrie stepped on lucky. Let's go. We need to go get that dude. Like, that's what 
the, the 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 mindset of maybe the players were thinking like dude we just lost this championship you know we just lost this on um, playoff series like now you want us to go you know beef up i mean but, what's the but you, but you gotta understand you know and and this is just my assuming mm-hmm. that when Kyrie was courted by Danny Ainge to come to Boston I'm sure Kyrie I'm sure Danny Ainge told Kyrie about Lucky and this is what it is and this is what I believe that he did because he knew that this was the cornerstone to bring Boston yet to another championship so you got you probably got you know you have to understand what you know what uh what Danny Ainge was probably going through in his mind when he brought Kyrie in and then Kyrie after two years and then flipped it and went to ball and went to Brooklyn and then did that. That probably would well, you know, what pissed him off. But but then here's the question I have. I mean, I, we got to talk about this. But then the question I have is, it wasn't really Danny Ainge that brought Kyrie in. It was the fact that the whole issue with IT with Isaiah Thomas and that issue with that started the whole precedent to trade for Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. Kyrie's issues with Cleveland was to let him to be mm-hmm. traded, but Danny Ainge didn't have to take that trade. Danny Ainge could have kept Isaiah Thomas. So, you know, it's not like he – I mean, I get where you're coming from, but he has to take ownership as the G – I mean, as the the person that recruited. He's the one that made all the mistakes to begin with to put this team together this season. He's the reason why Gordon Haber left Charlotte. Like, did he do anything to even resign him back or do anything to recoup from what was lost? Even though they brought back Kimber Walker, Kimber Walker hasn't been on the – on the hasn't been playing long enough on a, as a Boston Celtics to actually get value back from Gordon Hayward leaving. So this is still ownership on him. Um, but I get it. I, I, I get it. He's that he has that dog mentality. Like, dude, if we're doing this, then you best believe we're going to retaliate. And the players aren't like you said. Players today in this league don't is not feeling that right. Yeah, like it's like like you said, there's no loyalty to teams, only loyalty to the almighty dollar. And and exactly. and there are all their mercenaries, they go to the highest bidder, even the best player in the in his in the game, quote unquote. <laughs> they they rather go to a losing team, make sure they, they you know they secure their family and and longevity versus staying and taking less money and trying to win the championship. I don't you know, honestly, I don't know what the mindset of an athlete is right now, especially in their sport, is it to win a championship or is it to secure longevity and make sure that their family's right? I think secure the bag. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I wouldn't be, it's secure the bag. Cause if you get to a point where you're comfortable with the bag that you secure, then your next opportunity is to chase a chip. Um, to be honest, James Harden is the perfect example because he was securing the bag in Houston for a long time before he was like, yo, I want out. I want to chase a chip now. You best believe those whole years before he started asking for it to get the, the focus on a chip, he was bagging. He was taking, he was secure. Oh, yeah, I love it in Houston. You know, Houston's my hometown. You know, we doing all this, all this. All I need to do is just keep it getting that money. I'm good. And then once he's like, yo, I'm secure with the money that I have, yo, I'm, I'm ready to get that chip now. So, I agree. I agree. But hey, what do you guys feel about Brad Stevens uh, replacing Danny Ainge? 
is a basketball player operations. I guess that's his title. Is I don't that, know. Is that what Danny Ainge was? Yeah, he's taking Danny Ainge's um, job. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Danny Ainge, you know, told the higher ups to, you know, let him be my replacement or whether that was they just went that way. But if Danny Ainge left on his own or whether he got suggested to go, which might be the case, um, if you're trying to move in a different direction and maybe get a fresh voice in there, then wouldn't you want to get rid of Brad Stevens to bring in a new GM and then a new coach to kind of go with the same? Because to me, if you're letting Danny Ainge go, you're putting Brad Stevens in this position. Danny Ainge brought in Brad Stevens. Are you really changing anything there? Unless they give his own and to a man that's never had any GM experience, put it like that. Unless they give him his own thought process and just go in and just trust his gut. He got a, a, he could probably got two years, three years tops. <laughs> you know, I, I when and I to be honest, I was watching first take when it first when I heard the news. So you know when I'm sad, I didn't watch first take at all today. And this would be the day that it was worth watching. Yeah, yeah, definitely was worth watching. Uh, I, mean, I mean, when Stephen A basically said how everybody was, I mean, not everybody, for a majority, most people was feeling because truth be told, I was like, that my man. I thought he was going to get fired. I, and then I tweeted, I was like, man, for a person who got fired, you never see a person get fired who, who did, you know, who was about to leave his job, then get promoted to being the actual manager of the person that they was going that was going to fire that person. Hold on, hold on. Can I also say he got fired on his day off? <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. But that's but he didn't get fired. Like that's I was what about to say. The, 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 he didn't get fired. He just he got um, promoted to the position that would have fired him. Think about that. Right, right. You would never have it where a person who is supposed to be fired get promoted, then promoted to the position of the person. You know the position of the person, the, the position that was going to fire you. Right. That's that never happens. Never happens. <laughs> so to see that is just. It's fascinating. It's very fascinating. But it is also like I'm sorry, but listening to Stephen A, he he like everything was valid. Everything about the position that we're in right now, as far as like not getting a like not getting a like the coaching job is 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 hard enough. Not getting a GM role, not getting an owner role. Um, he went back to the Rooney rule and NFL, like all this stuff is just you keep seeing it time and time again, and I, I I get the frustration. I really get the frustration. I need to go ahead and listen to that. You know, <laughs> the nine hour before I turn in the first take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, it's 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 crazy because, and this is what I've been saying, harping about before. Like we always trying to get, trying to get to the seat of the table when we need to really have our own table. Like that's really, I mean, that's that's how I see it. I thought that, and I say this because, you know, everybody going to have people nowadays is going to be in a position where they have opportunity, and you have to be in the right front, you know, have the right connections to get that opportunity. Um, 
And it's unfortunate the fact that certain people get certain opportunities and other people's do not. And I just feel as though that at the end of the day, like, let's be honest, Brad Stevens was doing okay as a coach. I mean, he was on the verge of being fired, but yet he still was able to get promoted to head of basketball operations, a job that he doesn't have no experience in, a job that basically he's learning on the fly. It's, it's, you, you, you get that sense. That's the bottom line. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I have, I understand why Danny Age did it. I'm just, you know, because of the connections, but still, I mean, the question is now, what are they going to do? Are they, is Brad Stevens going to really look for someone that could actually be a voice for that team? It's going to be a difficult search. It's going to be an interesting search, nonetheless. That's a prize. That that's 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 going to be a prize job. You think so? Because I don't think it's going to be a prize job. I think the Boston Celtics, as the allure of the team itself, like you know, almost like you know, being a coach of the Los Angeles Lakers or something like that. It's just those his, you know, those those um stalwart pillar teams of the league. Okay, okay, that I I can see. And to be honest, like because. Um, I mean, you were saying, and, and somebody mentioned, I mean, I guess Stephen A was another person that mentioned it again. Like, it's funny the fact that I'm doing all this, like, I'm wondering if the players are going to be involved in their coach search. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to reach out to Jason Tatum and say, okay, what do you want? Oh, he, they already, <laughs> yes, that was already uh, discussed. Oh, really? Okay. And let me reach out to Bleacher Report because they talked about that. And you guys go ahead and talk, and I will just. Uh... No, but I really believe that with, from the Boston standpoint, it's just like, and what's, I'm not going to say what's crazy about it, but the thing about it is, is that from what players have said, Boston is known for that to begin with anyway. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know because I haven't been there, but. Okay. So this is not to cut you off. No, you good. Uh, Evan Turner, via tweet, said, the rumors and speculations about me being the next head coach of the Boston Celtics are absolutely false. And Jason Tatum responded and saying, was hoping they would be true. So he made it so that he wanted Evan Turner as his head coach. I can see that. I mean, Evan Turner did play with Boston. Um and that's and see, and that's my point. Like the question is now is are they really going to do whatever is if Jason signs off on it, are they really gonna push to get bring Evan in? That's really what it boils down to. Because truth be told, Jason Tatum is your future at this stage. Yep. He's your future star. Um, between him and Jalen Brown, that should be enough to get what get it built on. And truth be told, I'm sorry, getting back to this whole Brooklyn um Boston series. One thing that was, I, and I guess maybe because he was injured, but the person that they was really missing was really Robin Robert Williams. Like, dude had nine blocks. I think in the first, um, it wasn't the first series or the first game or something like that. Um, I'm, I was, I gotta check because if he was injured, then I understand. But if he didn't play, I'm be puzzled. I'm, I'll be, I'm be baffled as to why he didn't play. 
But I, I digress. But I thought it was Jalen Brown was the whole reason why Boston didn't play, you know, up to their potential because he wasn't healthy. No, I mean, well, yeah, that's true, too. He's the very key component. But they had, I mean, when Robert Williams, when Robert Williams was playing against Brooklyn, because I saw the couple of games with him playing. When he played against Brooklyn, he he controlled the, the inside. That's bottom line. He had like nine blocks. He controlled the inside. He did it all. I think it probably was the last game before, before the playoffs started. So I think that's what it was. But regardless of the fact, I thought he was going to be a difference maker as well. But that's either here or there. The series is over, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so do, do we dare talk about the Lakers getting a tails whoop last night? <sighs> okay. I'm going to say briefly this. a brief moment. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to say this. And I'm gonna, I, we talked about this. Like, everybody keeps thinking that the Lakers was going to be a shoe-in to the, to the finals. And we talked about it. Like, be careful what you wish for. Because truth be told, I, I, I'll say this. Even with Anthony Davis, I thought it was going to be a tough series. But without Anthony Davis, I just don't see it possible. And I never really factored in the injury with Anthony Davis or any of the Lakers. I just thought that even if they were healthy, it was still going to be a tough matchup for them. And Phoenix needs a lot of credit, and they are not giving them the credit that they deserve. DeAndre Ayton was smoking AD during that whole time frame. It's been tied now, but DeAndre Ayton has been putting in work, not on and Anthony Davis, but definitely Andre Drum. So you can't tell me, that Phoenix, Chris Paul, CP3, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they are the future. And I know that the NBA, they want Lakers to be in it and everything, but truth be told, I, I, I'll be happy with the with the, with the finals without the Lakers in it. To be honest, I'll be happy with, with the finals without LeBron in it, period. And I'm just being honest. Like, so many people nowadays are fatigued with the Lakers and LeBron. But yet, here we are again. People are still thinking. <laughs> you get to the point where not even Snoop Dogg is saying that he is no longer a Lakers fan. He is rooting for the Clippers. That should tell you something. Like, the Lakers are in serious trouble, without a shadow of a doubt. And I thought that LeBron was going to come out smoking, scoring 40 points, making it a close series. It wasn't even close. LeBron ain't even putting his effort into it as much in scoring. He's doing facilitating. And I know that the role players need to step it up but you can't depend on the role players at this moment so LeBron needs to step it up if you don't step it up in this game tomorrow it's over so it doesn't really matter but tired man huh LeBron is tired (laughs) I think he already I think he's already gone fishing that's what you're trying to tell me I'm not I'm not saying he's going fishing but I'm just saying that you know, he came out with that whole comment like, you know, this is why my shoulders are so wide because I can handle all this shit, whatever, whatever. But the bottom line is, Father Time, this tells you like, yo, we'll give you 25, we'll give you 27, but dog, that shit cut off. <laughs> you need to make sure that, yo, what's my man? Uh, oh, shit, who's the point guard? Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Florida had zero points yesterday, man. I know. I know. Bro. I know. And that's why you're not getting a $100 million contract. You should have took your extension. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or or maybe he doesn't want to be in an extension to L.A. 
Mm. Well, that's, if that's the case, he's he doing a good job of not seeing himself back in L.A. at this point. Mm. To be honest, I think that a lot of people, a lot of um, um, people on the L.A. Lakers are, are having second thoughts. Um, I know for a fact Marcus Saul is, without question. He had no choice in that matter. Nah, but no, nah, see, he had the. I come on, like Marcus Saul. He, I know for a fact that he was like, I'm going to be the centerpiece. I could definitely contribute. And when they put it Andre Drummond, that just whole just drop. And I know he's like, yo, you, you sure, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, you really think I was going to play second fiddle to Andre Drummond? Like, I, I know for a fact that he's not, he's not happy. I, you could tell that he's not, you know. Content with where where that is, and then you brought in Montrezl Harold, six man of the year last year. What has he done? What does he contribute? Nothing. Nothing. And you bring him in now, cold as hell off off the bench, and when you probably right. should have been starting them sooner. And and I and I'll give you credit, Al. Aiden was eating AD's lunch that first game before he what pulled a groin or whatever what he did. He was killing them. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons why he didn't have a, a good game and only had what six points or something like that. Is Aiton was in his ass, and um, whew, I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and write him totally off yet because who knows what's going to happen. But you know, you know, Ace, you play sports. You know those groin injuries. No matter how much treatment you're getting. it don't go away. <laughs> not at all. I mean, you get it treated and it feel good today. You do one wrong move and you're out tomorrow. So he could try. And he is going to go ahead and try. But if he just tweaks, you know, just does something crazy, he's out. So I and I didn't think he was going to. I I didn't think he was going to play this game. And he he might try to play tomorrow. If they would have won this game, then he wouldn't have played next game because then they could have had a, a throwaway game. But I think now they're under a lot of pressure because they got thumped by 30 points. It wasn't even close. But um, yeah, he's father time. It it uh, LeBron James has been blessed over his years to not have a bad injury that really hurt him. Now, his first year at the Lakers when he got that one groin injury and he was out. And I was just like, you know what? This ain't going to be good for him because once those injuries come, they always come in threes. And then, you know, he came back the next season. He was playing with AD. Call it what you want. I always said this. When the pandemic happened, it helped his ass out immensely because he got three months off. And then came into the bubble, and he was, like, super fresh. Like, you know, it was like a new season. And they all ran it. Now the attrition is coming in. Like you said, he's father time. It's going to come and get you. And they may survive and beat Phoenix. They may not. But, you know, those injuries, it's going to start becoming more frequently with them. And the Phoenix Suns, yes, with Aiton. Ooh, and Devin Booker, that's the future right there. I agree. And uh, LeBron going to go out there and, you know, you know, he's going to try to put the Superman on his chest and have his, you know, just whatever. And Anthony Davis, he may give it a shot, but I guarantee he may not make it uh, to halftime. But it's all going to be about Schroeder and, uh, and what's my man that came in? Uh, I can't think of his name. Jeez. Big man, 
Uh, Montrezl Harrell. No, no, no. Andre Drummond. Drummond. Yes. It's all about Andre Drummond and uh, and Schroeder. You know, and if you if you got to rely, gotta on, rely them, on them, that's bad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. I'm not saying the Lakers are going to lose tomorrow night game or whatever, but it's it's, it's highly possible, highly possible. Now, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven, but I don't see Lakers winning it if it goes back to Phoenix. That's for sure. Definitely I, see. I Jalen Rose, you know, because Jalen Rose said it. You know, he said it in uh, Jalen Jacoby. He's like, if the Lakers got to go through the uh, the playoff or the, the playing games, that the Lakers ain't winning coming out of the West, and he called that. Way back before the Lakers had to do the playoff, uh, the playing game. So, yeah, no, nah, he and you, like you said, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Playing games is just another, it's another example. Like the Lakers right now, and to be honest, I, I this will prove without a shadow of a doubt that you can't. I, I get the fact that LeBron is LeBron, but at the end of the day, like you said, smooth father time is going to win every time. And it, even if, you know, they get them back in the healthy and they get it past Phoenix, and I'm not sure who, they, who makes that round. Let's say, they, let's say they do get to the finals. Who knows what kind of shape both of them are going to be in, especially AD. And if you got, let's say, a 95%, you know, LeBron, and let's say you might have a 60% AD, if they got to play the Nets, no. That's going to wipe them off the damn face of the earth. <laughs> they will get smoked. Yep. And uh, just to give you a recap, Philly uh, knocked off of uh, knocked off the Wizards in, uh, in five games, and uh, Seth Curry had 30 points. The lead to, come, the, lead to victory, give uh, Embiid a couple extra days of uh, rest. Yeah. And uh, now we're looking at a Milwaukee Nets and well, who's winning? Um, Atlanta, um, Knicks now. Atlanta, and they're going to win the series, ninety-two seventy-three. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? In it's the a, fourth it's quarter, because I turned it off. I I, I turned it off. It's about it's a uh, it's about five forty-three left in the fourth. Atlanta ninety-two, Knicks seventy-three. You know what? It the moment is just too big for them. And they're, but you know, this is expected. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure the brain trust in New York is going to go back in the lab. They got to get some more pieces to go with there. Mm -hmm. And 76ers, I told you this guy at the beginning of the season, I said that Doc is going to come in there and I said two or three things is going to happen. He's going to look at the squad, either Ben Simmons is going to have to go, Embiid is going to have to go. Or both of them might have to go, but Embiid is too. Is you can't trust him to stay healthy, and Ben Simmons doesn't have a reliable jumper or shoot free throws. It ain't gonna work with them. Well, somebody, I mean, somebody has to. Somebody gonna have to go. Well, no. Nah, well, I mean, to be honest, you still stand. Huh? I still Bet stand it. pat with that. Bet oh. it. By the time the next season starts, or by the trade deadline. One of those two players will not be there. And I said it before, they should have pulled the trigger and sent them to Houston and got and got um Harden. 
because I can't rely on Embiid to stay healthy all season. And if he has a NBF a meniscus tear going to the playoffs, I, you can't rely on him to take you to him to take you to the promised land, let alone get to the finals. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but <laughs> it ain't. You've been they they they've been dealing with this experiment far too long. It ain't working. One can't shoot, and one is health is always is always a problem for them. At the most inopportune times, somebody got to go, or you got to bring in somebody else to be a more reliable player. But you can still you still got Tobias Harris, you still got Seth Curry, you still got a couple other pieces there. Role players. <laughs> so wait, hold up. So not not the person. Yes, not the person I will build my franchise around or who I'm going to go with. You can pair with somebody else, but no. But you, you do realize you're talking about the number one team in the Eastern Conference right about now, right? Trust me when I tell you this. I've been living in Philly. You've been, <laughs> you've been seeing the same story. As long as Ben Simmons has came there since he came out of LSU, one thing that he's always had a problem with is jumper. And how long has he been in, in Philly for, what, four years? And B was hurt coming into Philly, and <laughs> he's been there a little bit longer. The experiment is not going to work with both of them. Somebody has got to go to bring somebody else in. Yo, this is so crazy. But 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 you could work with uh, with Simmons to get that jumper right. <laughs> it ain't done. It ain't gone yet. You can put him with Reggie Miller for a whole summer, and I don't think he'll still get it. And trust me, Doc is looking at this. He's going to have to cut his losses with somebody. They'll probably want to keep M, you know, MB because he's that kind of player. But I will cut my losses with Ben Simmons and try to get somebody else. A disgruntled player out there who you can get in that's going to be more reliable and that can shoot a jumper. Hell, I would take um, Russell Westbrook over him right about now. Hmm. Hmm. I doubt Washington would trade for him, though. Yeah. No, which is why I was screaming for them. I don't give a screw about Ben Simmons. They should have tried to make the trade between him and um and Harden. And I think Houston was sort of on board with that, but I don't know what happened. He wanted, to, you know, he went to Brooklyn, giving them the super powerhouse. It I'm telling you, somebody's not going to be there by the beginning of next season or by trade deadline. It just ain't it just ain't gonna work. Yeah. All right. Number one, you need to tell these Philly fans to stop shouting out we want Brooklyn. That's number one. Um they don't want this. Yeah, they 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 they've been chanting it. It looks like from Bleacher Report. So, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say much about it. I don't understand why people want Brooklyn so much. Like, what did we ever do? We was losing for like the past couple of seasons. One team. I mean, one year we have star players, and now everybody wants to play us. They want the three headed monster, man. They want to be able to slay it. And that's all it is. Yeah, I like. Is that I don't understand. Don't understand. <laughs> like Brooklyn is like saying, "Oh yeah, we we you know I, we ain't even start anything yet. We just got out of the first round. It's been what, maybe six seven years since we got out of the first round. And they got like, the first round last year, right? No. Ooh. Oh no, they did not. You're right. Mm -mm. So it's been a while. In fact, I think it was the the it was the first round series against the Toronto Raptors that went seven games. Um, I remember that distinctly now. Um, it's been a while, but I digress. I mean, we could talk about the playoffs because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this um, going forward. Um, but 
I think Atlanta and Philly is going to be a good series. I really do. Yeah, and I still got Philly coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Ah, it, it's going to be a good series. I, I, I'm not going to say – I can't say who. I need to see the first game first before I say anything. I mean, if Embiid can muddle through, you know, you know, this tear because he's probably going to need surgery at the end of the season. He's not going to do anything now. If he can be effective, they should win. If he's yeah. not effective, it's a toss-up. Definitely. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. We, we didn't talk to a whole bunch of NBA. Uh, is there anything else that we might have missed with the NBA? Oh, if the NBA, no. I'm, I'm good with the NBA. I mean, because to be honest, we're going to be probably talking about that for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to switch gears really quick just to touch on a little bit of gymnastics. Simone Biles attempted that uh, vault that she did that no woman has ever attempted. And she nailed it twice in uh, Olympic trials. Mind you, she had a, a little hop at the end, but it's just the mere fact that she was the first woman to attempt the vault and the uh, the, the routine that she attempted with that, that flip. Uh, you know, it was like three flips in a row. Got to give her kudos, you know, just coming off of, not doing anything gymnastics related for 18 months and just coming out and just doing what she did. I don't expect it, you know, I don't expect us to talk about it much, but I just wanted to touch base on it just because it was just so incredible. And uh, she did what she did. And I'm sure she's going to go ahead and just lead U.S. if the games are held in China. Tokyo. Oh, I'm sorry, Tokyo like they're supposed to be and amid all of the uh, concerns and everything that's going on over there. I hope that they're able to get the games in and I hope that she's able to lead the U.S. to gold as she normally would. Now switching gears, Osaka from tennis. She was getting fined $15,000 because she didn't want to talk with the media. And then she comes out and drops a statement that she's been dealing with mental and physical, you know, mental health issues dating back for the past couple of years, having to deal with public speaking and some other scenarios and situations. And that was the reason why she decided not to speak to the press. And a lot of different people has been expressing what they feel as though the necessary uh, not necessary, but the, the correct course of action is, you know, with tennis that, you know, you don't interact with the media or you don't interact with people much. It's this that the your media appearances and you speaking to the media is just what it is as far as your, what you need to do because of the sport that you play. And she came out and withdrew from the French Open based off of how she was feeling and what she was dealing with. And there's a big rally and support going on with her decision. And I'm just curious on how you guys feel about that. Uh, well, for me, you know, it, 
I guess uh, mental health, you know, is a you know, is, is a thing, and a lot of people do have anxiety um, when speaking to the media. Um, it's been known. I I can think, you know, Ricky Williams had a lot of anxiety when talking to the media back in football, and I think I remember at one point he would, you know, put his helmet on <laughs> and we're talking to the media. Right. Um, so, you know, it's it's um. You know, I think the way that, you know, the other Grand Slam tournaments kind of came down on her heavy-handedly, you know, when she first talked about how she didn't want to do any, you know, post-press conferences because, you know, for players' mental health, I don't think anybody got it. I think they thought that she was thumbing her nose up, you know, thumbing her nose or just didn't want to do it. I thought she was above reproach in doing the, uh, the media sessions. And a lot of people on TV were kind of saying the same thing. And then when they, you know, levy the fine and then you got the other, you know, Grand Slam tournaments talking about there's going to be some significant, you know, repercussions if you do this at the Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, you know, Australian Open. And then um, then she kind of, you know, put out a statement, very lengthy statement, and was very detailed about her reasonings why and dealing with, you know, depression since her 2018 U.S. Open win. Um up until now and so i think now i think everybody kind of had to take a step back and be like oh um so you ever really heard anybody too much come out now they want to kind of talk and you know address this stuff when before you just wanted to just kind of throw the book at her without really you know you know hearing her so you know hope that you know she you know she gets you know the help that she needs to deal with the anxiety when it comes to talking to media i don't know if it's if they're contractually obligated per um, tournament to do it, they might be, which is probably why they're given such a big hoopla about it. Um, But, um, you know, I hope at the end of the day she gets, you know, she's able to, you know, have these things addressed and hopefully the tournaments will take a second look at this um, and maybe rethink how they are going to approach this and talk about it and deal with them. You know, a lot of people, you know, deal with these issues, but don't say anything, but they'll still do the interviews. And that's why you might not see a lot of people do well in post, you know, interviews or flip out or have these bad things because they just, you know, have anxiety or dealing with depression. So you never know what a person is dealing with um, at the end of the day. So, you know, for me, you know, you know, I hope she's able to come back in one of the other slam tournaments um she's i think the second you know number two player in the league and they won her back because they're already making that case for her to be that person post serena williams that draw yeah you know the less you know the less um especially less aggressive (laughs) more laid back and reserved if you want to call it that player as serena williams is I guess we'll consider a little bit more of a assertive, aggressive person. So I don't, I don't know. At the end of the day, I hope she just gets, you know, she takes the time, gets the mind right, you know, is able to address this and, you know, she'll come back and play hopefully sooner than later. Agreed. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, <laughs> it's funny because they, um, I was, I've been listening to sports a lot and, um, they said um, Venus Williams, um, they asked Venus Williams about that. Um, and she did took a jab at the media, um, basically you're saying like, you know, you guys 
from what I from what it was told, um, they were saying that basically you guys ask all these questions, you know, do all these things, talk all these questions, write bad about me and stuff like that. Um, and I forgot how she worded it, but the thing is, is that I think it's a lot of people can't handle that type of in, environment when you know, like you said, it's anxiety. Um, and a lot of people, there's some people that are that are, that are, that can get used to it and it's fine with them. And there's a lot of people that don't. I think that we group everybody into one big picture to say that you guys have to do this. Um, you guys are forced to do this as part of what we do as far as media is concerned. And not everybody is for that. And you know, every it has to be handled differently. Everybody is not the same person. Everybody can't handle those the media like that some people get angry with the media too with what they're saying what they're asking questions that they ask so it's so much that's going on and i first things first you got to give props to her for standing up to it and owning it and taking and being honest about it being upfront about it like this is the reason why i'm this is the reason why um I get the French Open doing what they did initially, but because they didn't know what was going on, I'm assuming. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. But now that they do, they need to work on changes so that it doesn't affect other people, not just Naomi, but others who may feel the same way. And I think that this is something that can be done and if they get a jump on it and handle it the right way. Um, I think that Naomi taking a step back was for her. Um, I think they should welcome her back with open arms and um, figure out a way to compromise this. I think that if that will happen, I think that they can learn a lesson from this going forward. Uh, I think that at the end of the day, they need Naomi, bottom line. Um, because truth be told, even though that they have Serena, they have Venus and everybody else, Naomi is still the second ranked player in the world. So they need her just as much as anything and truth be told Naomi can use her social media platform to do any type of interviews or say what she feels going forward I mean I think they need to have some type of compromise where they don't have they shouldn't be finding um, players just because they don't want to speak in media interviews um, they should find a compromise where maybe one person can be that person spokesperson um, that Naomi will talk to and get all the information and then relate it to somebody else so there's different ways that it could be done I think they need to work on doing the right way. And I think that this is just a learning experience going forward. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So I guess the only thing we haven't touched upon other than baseball, and is this still too early to talk about baseball? I mean, we could talk about it, but the Yankees are sucking. We did talk about it when you were away. We were talking about the kid from... Um... Angels? Yep. Kid from Angel. Shotani. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a beast. He's what's – he's trending to be what baseball probably wants to be, the two-way player, the pitcher, the, the hitter. Uh, and you might, you might find more players following suit. And that might draw a bigger draw to games just because that player is pitching or and or fielding. But it's far and few in between. I mean, the sport is what the sport is. I said this before and I'll say it again. People do not understand the premise of baseball. 
the premise of baseball is not to score a lot of runs. It's about what pitcher can prevent the other team from scoring the least amount of runs. So a one nothing game in baseball is a great damn game, but people just can't sit there and take that game for what it is because it's just too boring. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, until modern day population can accept that and, and appreciate that that is what it is for baseball, then baseball will just be where it is in the particular space that it's in. And it might have a star or two that this comes out and shines and people might shine a light on it for a day or two and then it's kind of whatever because that's all what they need to see and they just kept it moving. Uh, but the NFL, we have a few minutes left before we uh, call it the evening, but so much has happened in the NFL. And I guess what we haven't talked about, because maybe y'all might've talked about it when I was here, but where do y'all believe Aaron Rodgers mm. and Julio Jones may end up? Do you think they're gonna be a paired team going to some team together? Do you think it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers goes here, Julio Jones goes there? What does what you guys just take? Okay, first thing first, I, I need you to understand this. Mm -hmm. um, we will not mention that, that quarterback's name um, here because someone is completely tired of hearing about that quarterback. So <laughs> um, I'm not going he who shall not be named. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. Um, I really believe that he who shall not be named will still be home. Um, and he who shall not be named will eventually move on from where his location is. Um, Julio Jones, on the other hand, I think that um, at the end of the day, it's just unfortunate. I don't know if Atlanta could do anything at this stage at this point, um, but if there is a team that he would go, the best, I mean, to be honest, I, I believe the best team for him to prove himself um, and to solidify would be, and I think we talked about this, would be Baltimore. Julio or uh, Aaron? Oh, the other name. The other name. I think Julio Jones would be a good fit for Baltimore, if I mm. aim things. But, but they just signed Sammy Watkins, too. But. I mean, granted, he can't stay healthy half the damn time, but. I think Julio Jones would be a. Uh, I think Julio Jones would be a, 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 a I wouldn't say better, but a oh, we look better. Shit, yes, call him I, would say, I, I would say quality. I wasn't going, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I would say quality receiver for Lamar um, Jackson to to prove himself. I should say. I mean, you put Julio at the one. You got you got Sammy at the two. You got Hollywood in the slot, and you got uh. The tight end that I can think of his name at the top of the uh, at the at the moment, um, and then you you got the J.K. Dobbins at running back, and yes, that offense is scary, very scary. And the defense is the defense. The defense is nice. So I think, that, yeah, I would. I I think that would be beneficial for both teams at this at the moment. 
It's just my opinion, but I think Baltimore would be a good choice for him. But what is Baltimore willing to give up? That's the question. You got to give up a first round. That's 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 what the um, already the Falcons have been fielding calls, and people are starting off with the first round pick for him. Just actually, actually, I could, I could, you know, he he might find his way. Don't be surprised if he finds his way up on the West Coast. Chargers mm. or or Oakland. Or Vegas. I can see I can see Frisco. I can see Seattle trying to get him. I can see that too. I can see Seattle too. Oh, now that would be a nice addition for uh for uh for our good old boy quarterback in uh Seattle. Because he already put out there and says that he wants to win. Now mind you, I was watching that undisputed when when Shannon Sharp called him on the phone. That was the I thought he was joking at first, but that shit was funny. <laughs> He was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm out of there. And I was like, really? You saying this on live on TV? And Shannon just called him up and was like, yo, Julio, where you want to go? Where you want to play, man? It was, if you ever see the clip of that, this shit was funny as hell. Um, he shot down the Cowboys. So Skip Bayless was none too happy about that. But he wants to go to the team where he's going to win. And I could see him, I could see him somewhere on the West Coast. Or maybe I can see him going to going to Green Bay and making he who should not be named happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I don't think Ace knew about that whole ordeal. That's why. I mean, I yeah. heard about it. I heard about it. No, I mean from from Smooth's perspective, I don't think you. <laughs> no, you wasn't on the. You wasn't the the last our last chat when you wasn't here. No, <laughs> I kind of I went in on it. Only, you know, I just got to – the whole situation is just – it's just tiresome. Yeah, let me – oh, with uh, the, the the player to be to, – to not be named? Yes. <laughs> but if you had to not name that player, what would you want that player to be other than Green Bay? <laughs> Him? Yes, I mean, I'm pretty sure teams are gonna. Everybody will line up to um, to um, to get, get his services. The one thing that someone threw out there, which I don't, I, I, this team doesn't have the balls to pull that off, and I'm not sure they, you know, it would actually work. Someone's saying trade him to the New York Football Giants for Daniel Jones and their picks that they got next year because they got two first round picks next year. And, a, and two second round picks because they got a lot of picks next year. So trading for all the first and all the seconds? Trading for Daniel Jones, your two first round picks next year, and then two seconds spread out between, you know, the next over the next three years or a second and a third. That was somebody just threw it out there. I'm like, I. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, 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 if that would get done. But if Green Bay absolutely had to just, say, jettison bait, getting two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers in the next, year, next year's draft wouldn't be nothing to sneeze at. And if Daniel Jones isn't going to work out for you, you can always just cut bait with him and draft another QB. 
but I, 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 I don't, I don't see that happening. But, but outside of Barkley, what the hell do y'all got? <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of, we got some draft picks. That's about it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes some wide receivers better. Uh, I mean, like a Peyton Manning, not a Peyton Manning, uh, <sighs> Tom Brady. Um, so I guess that's not too far fetched in a sense, but that's a lot of capital to give up for a thirty. I was about to say that, you, which is why I said someone was throwing it out there, saying the Giants should do that. But the idea of throwing, you know, giving up the farm for that one man to me is just. I, but then it makes me wonder what the Jets gave up for Brett Favre uh, the, the years ago. Gave up nothing. Oh. He was on a he was on a, he was on one year contracts and they just gave up nothing. He just he walked to um to the Jets. Well, then that's what they should wait on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I was telling Al, if 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 you doubt it like that, if if, if you really doubt about it, if if you really want to go, then you tell the Packers where you want to go. Just like you know, uh, Russell Russell Simmons, whether it's him or it's the people said, here are the four teams I would like to go to. If you really want to go, then just tell them where you want to go. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But is but there's only so many teams that can actually use a quarterback that he can go to. There's only so many teams that can need a quarterback that he can go to and win and take them to where he wants to be. The Saints are one of them. And outside of the Saints, there ain't really too many squads that he can go to. Yeah, the uh, there's not too many teams like you said that was a ready-made situation like Tampa was, and Tom Brady walked. He didn't get traded. He walked. Right. Green right. Bay got to trade him, and if they're gonna trade him, it ain't gonna be nobody in the NFC East. I mean the NFC. They're gonna trade him to the AFC. Well, the Niners would have openly traded for Aaron Rodgers if. That's what they wanted to do, but you know, obviously, and, and allegedly they said that you know, you know, calls and inquiries were made about it, you know, and Green Bay scoffed at the idea. Now, when you look back at it, <laughs> might not have been a bad deal because you could have wound up with them, Trey Lance, and you could have started the restart process, you know, now. But they, hmm? but they got Jordan Love, so it's like. How many times have we seen quarterbacks get picked in the first round or second round, and you pick another quarterback and that person is going, a la uh, Kyler Murray? <laughs> yeah, but Green Bay is a little different just because of how the progression kind of goes. You know, it was Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers sat for a minute, and then Aaron Rodgers now Love sat for a minute and was doing Love. I'm not saying he's going to be that dude, but. I'm about to say that's that the lightning won't strike you know twice like that. <laughs> true, very true. Well, fellas, I think we might have hit our time. Uh, I know there's so much more that we possibly could have talked about today, but we're gonna just cut it right here because next week there's gonna be so much more that we're gonna talk about. And we didn't even get to your boy, Coach K. Exactly. I was just about to say that. And, you know, what? We'll, we'll talk about that one day. Did they already go ahead and assume who the new coach would be? I heard I heard people talk about what the new coach would be or who the new coach would be. Uh, I think he had a hand-picked successor 
already in line, so yeah. I didn't catch the name, but I, I did hear that it was. I heard it, yes, Joe Shep, Shep, Shep. Yeah, I heard the name too. Yeah, but, he was but, the assistant coach. But you know what? I ain't worried about that because Coach K is still going to be there all of this coming season. So I ain't worried about that right now. We'll talk about that when it's time to talk about that. You know, he's still got another year. What's he going to do with it? I, 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 is he doing this because of Zion? It sounds very fishy. It sounds like a lot of stuff is just kind of this fun out there. And it just seems kind of, mm, but I'm not here to speculate. Or I'm not going to put, you know, I'm going to put some salt in my man's name. <laughs> yeah, please, 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 because I already see where this is going now, and I, exactly. I will have a big problem if this continues. So exactly, exactly. let's just let's just move on. We're going to just leave that right there. We'll talk. We'll touch upon it as the the media and everybody brings it on, and we'll just kind of egg on from that point. But it is about our time, uh, fellas. Tell folks where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Gram, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And you can find me in about another 20 minutes sleep on in my bed. Um, but while I'm not sleeping, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. And you can find me vaccinated back on me in a second because the nigga's chilling. But, but. I'm chilling, and I'm not going to do that. I'm home, and it's all good. But you can find me digitally on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Have you not learned your lesson? I'm vaccinated, man, and I'm still out there with a mask on. I don't care. But mean? Second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to see the cars in the big rooms go by. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> But needless to say, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in with us today. Uh, you know, we got my peoples of and my peoples of Pittsburgh. Got my got my band crew, you know, riding dirty with us. You know, we got we got everybody just out here just supporting us and just making sure that we we're doing what we do. And we really appreciate all, all you know all of you guys for just supporting us and just listening. And we can't be we won't be anywhere without y'all. So we appreciate it. And tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend. We're under a rock somewhere. Trust me, because we're broadcasting under a rock.